Aloha, my kako. Aloha, welcome to Moana Bombs Podcast, powered by Pumahina Designs. It's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. And me, Kulani Dramayawang. Aloha, kako. Aloha, today's daily Moana Bomb is don't force it, love. Let it flow. If it flows in a different direction, let it be. Our focus is holding on can be taxing and allows for more suffering. And the way we would want to engage is pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. Great words from Buddha. One of my favorite, favorite sayings. What if you let go of that rope that is starting to burn your skin, that hurts your muscles and causes you suffering? What if you could let it go, release the pain and take the chance? It might be better than holding on. Oh my gosh. This reminds me of Toni Braxton and her melee, let it flow, right? There's one part she talks about, and sometimes you'll never know it. You're never ever going to know it. But if it brings you pain in your life, don't be afraid to let it go. Just let it go. Woo! Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. I like Tony Braxton. She's some old school, but she's some great school. So don't force it. Let it flow. If it flows in a different direction, let it be. Can you think of any moment that you held on to something for a very, very, very long time? And didn't have, it was hard for you to let it go, but you found yourself in pain and suffering or maybe even in the same rut because of it all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the the man I was dating before I got married, we dated for maybe four to six months and everything was fine. And then out of the blue, it was like, oh, Kulanino, it's me, not you. I don't know. Da, da, da. You gave me the excuses. I was like, you're not fine. I don't want to be in a relationship that isn't, beneficial to me too like if you don't want to be here then don't be here but as a result of him doing it that way I was like did I do something and then I started to think holy shit what I did what is it about me that you didn't want to be here what I recognized is I stayed single for three years three years and I just I couldn't let go of the fact that no way that's the guy I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry that guy he don't know it yet but we gonna get married I, I held on. Like I left. I left the island because I couldn't handle it because I took him everywhere. Um, we had been everywhere on the North Shore. You know, he had been around my family. Uh, he had helped me watch my nieces and nephews. And I just was like, ooh, Kulani, maybe you took him too early to be a part of your life and your family. But I couldn't let go until my boss on Maui, she read cards. So she did a reading with, no, Kulani, listen, you are here. And this is where you're going to be. And this is what your life looks like if you let it be. And I was like, oh, like that? She's like, girl, like this. And, and it gave me uh, a new focus, even if people don't believe in reading. For me, at that moment, that experience, having that card reading helped me to let go and realize you lost out. I never lose out. You freaking lost out. And then move forward. And in doing so, met my husband. From the time we broke up to the time I met my husband, it was three years in total. But it took me a year, maybe a little bit more than a year to just recalibrate and refine me. To recognize that I should have let go a long time ago. But yeah, I was adamant. Like, no, you going to marry me. You don't know. Like, this is me. It's Kulani. So right before I got married, I to the man who was awesome sauce. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the things I've recognized in holding on and not letting go of something, there's two things. First off, the basis of all of it is fear, okay? Because rejection, when you get rejected and the question yeah. on yourself, that part is the basis of it. The one major thing is ego. You, we can sit here and be like, oh yeah, whatever. Okay, you don't accept me. I'm cool, I'm gonna walk away. But if you're thinking in your head, it worked. Ego is real. And the ego part is good because you got to think about where you wanna be and you got to re- reshift and refocus. Some just hold on. And they go back to foreclosure, right? It doesn't matter that I don't want to be with you because you don't fit who I am. And I don't care if you don't like me. But the fact that I got to go back and get closure, the fact that I got to go back and um, check my ego to see if I have some control, that says a lot. Because you even said it yourself. Oh, I'm going to marry that man. That wasn't because of love. That was because your ego just got shot down. And you'd be like, no, 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 no. You cannot reject me, honey. I'm going to marry you and then reject you later. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, I mean, that's the rash part of it. But at the end of the day, like, it's equal. Ego plays a huge role in our attachment. We don't yeah. want to be attached to things, but we are not, we are so damn stubborn. We don't want, we're, we were raised not to lose. We were raised to always win. We were raised to be strong, confident people. Yeah. And you're going to shut me down and question my confidence? Oh, no, no, no. We're going to suffer through this together. <laughs> yeah. Girl, wait. The story gets better. I met my husband. We were dating for mm, maybe two, three months. And out of the blue, the fucking ex called. And I was a dumbass because I needed closure because I needed to know why you left. I wasn't already recognizing that I had this great man who was already here and in my space. I was like, okay, maybe I need closure. And so I went. I went. And I met him. And I sat there and I was like, what are you doing here, Kulan? I looked at him and I said, this is good enough for me. I already know. I don't belong here. I don't need you. I never need to be here. No, I lied. I needed to be there to see if I could withstand, right? So I did all of that. And I recognized I should have talked to the boyfriend at that time because I didn't. I was trying to figure all this crap out in my own mind. And as a result of that, I talked to my sister about it. My sister was very um, black and white, no more gray. Kind of get gray, but mostly black and white. If it's something that's wrong in her eyes, it's wrong. If it's something that's right, then it's right. So my sister felt like talking to the ex wasn't right because I was already dating someone. And she was right. Unbeknownst to me, she had mentioned it to my boyfriend at the time. I hadn't talked to him yet because I was waiting for him to come home. And when we had the conversation, yeah, big blow up. It took a year to repair that trauma between us. It took a year. And at the end of the year, I finally was like, Listen, I think I've done enough to show you that you can trust me. I've done everything I can to prove to you that I'm worth loving. So at this point, you're either fucking here or you're not here. Like, figure it out. Because at that point, I was fed up already. I was like, look, I'm giving you 500% because I recognize that I fucked up. Oh my gosh, all these bleep bleeps you're going to have to put in this story. But yeah, I recognize that I messed up and I tried to remedy that by doing what was right. And it took a whole year. And loss of a job. But when I put that question to him in that space right then and there, after that year, he he cried because I had brought back an old trauma. It wasn't that I cheated because I did, but it was the fact that I didn't talk to him about it and have that communication that made it more worse. Because there were two things that he didn't like, liars and cheaters. And so I was a liar at that point. 
and I didn't want to be one anymore. And so I tried to do everything that I could to show that I was no longer that in that space. And moving forward, never, never, ever lied to the man, told him everything, whether he was going to be happy or, or sad about it. I just, I, I didn't have the energy anymore to waste on, you know, sharing bad energy or, or lies. I didn't want to even deal with having to keep track. That's what you got to do in your life. You got to keep track. And I was like, nah, ask me a question. I just tell you the answer. And I've been that way ever since because I don't want to feel like that person, like that Kulani was, because that was a really effed up Kulani at that point. <laughs> that was your way of letting go of the suffering. That's for sure. Because you're the only one suffering. And then you just bring everybody else with you. So you were like, nope, this is where I'm at now. I proved it to you, to myself. And but you can imagine how much he had to go through. You can see in some ways I was in his position in the sense of losing trust. And once you lose that trust, it, especially if you've had that you know, trauma in the past, it's really hard yeah. to gain, even small. Like yours was small compared to what I had to go through. But like just Amy, you know, it's hard. He had to let go. I think that's where the black and white thing too, you never want to force it. You may want to encourage, <laughs> you don't want to force it. You want it to happen. But then you also have to recognize sometimes it's not even about removing yourself wholly and completely from a person. Sometimes you can do that even in the situation. So he had to let go. For me, it was like, I have to let go of the pain, one, to where it caused that pain for me. Two, I have to let go and knowing that I trust myself, that if anything happens, again, I know in full faith where I stand and where I'm going. Whereas in the past, I questioned that because I wanted to stay. I highly encourage a space to be a space unnecessarily. And I cannot force it. Once you stop forcing it, it's funny. Once you stop forcing it to be something you want it to be, suddenly sometimes it actually just just don't like to be changed. They don't like to be held. Sometimes that is who they are, you know? So letting things go is important. It doesn't have to be necessarily like 100 a person. It's just like maybe that's all the inside stuff you gotta let, let go. I feel like mastery of that is if you can be in a chaotic space with all of your triggers of the past and you're still standing and you can still be in it and interact with it and it doesn't phase you, you've mastered it. Who the hell wants to stand in fire knowing you're going to get burned? <laughs> Unless you're the fire itself. Yeah. <laughs> I like to use that analogy of the um, holding onto the rope. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where they hold the rope real tight, their hand gets red, and then if you let go, oh pressure is gone and everything's okay or how about that one boy who was holding onto the rope and he was scared in the water crying screaming and they're like put your legs down put your legs down and he's just like no his legs are hanging screaming and crying somebody would go put his legs down he could touch the ground he was standing up in the water and he was just like oh that's life that right there that's a good example of what we look like when we hold on to shit <laughs> so every time you guys Every time you get to one point and you ask yourself, why am I holding on? Think of that little boy hanging on the rope. When and all he has to do is put feet down in the water. That's it. Oh my gosh. I think of that's my, that's my go-to. That's my go-to meme in my brain. Don't be scared. It's okay. I think we got to trust ourselves that we can, we can make it out of anything. Even if we're the one that did something wrong. Yeah. Even if we are that person that has probably done something wrong to disrupt order, that we too can make that right. A lot of the times it's for the other person that you've made it yes. wrong with. But if you also look in for yourself to not continue those things, it makes your life 10 times easier as you had shared with us. Yeah. Yeah. Just now you don't have, it's too much work. You got to remember the lines. You got to keep it consistent. Oh, who the hell you ain't talk to and what story you even give them? Cause I wouldn't be able to keep it. I just, I don't even like, I just get tired thinking about having to keep up. So I'm just like, no, nah, hey, 
This is the real. The realness of it all is you're going to get the truth. And if you cannot handle it, that's your fault. Yeah. Mine. And the best telltale sign is when somebody, you ask them a question, they're like, <laughs> they remember, they, try, they say pause because they wanted to, you got to remember what the hell they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they okay. say, what was that? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh? Ask a question. It was a question. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. if I'm going to leave anybody with anything today, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite quotes in the world that I say to share with others and I share with myself. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. I choose not to suffer. That's it. I will take the pain, but I will not suffer. Me too. I choose not to suffer either. With that being said, signing off from the island of Molokai, it's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. And it's me over here on Oahu, Kulani Jeremiah Wong. Ahui ho kako. Aloha. Thank you everyone for spending some time with us today. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And listen to what happens next. Aloha. <laughs>